You're listening to a Mornings with Kelly and Steve podcast. Be sure to check us out every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on Moody Radio. We are able to connect with Aaron Damiani this morning. He is lead pastor of Emmanuel Anglican Church in Chicago, also author of the Moody books, The Good of Giving Up, Discovering the Freedom of Lent, and Earth Filled with Heaven, which you can find both at moodybooks.org. And we're talking with Aaron this morning about walking with Jesus through this Lenten season. Aaron, good morning. Good morning, Kelly, and good morning, Indiana, and sorry I'm late. Oh, you're just fine. As there was a little bit of confusion on our end. I'm just glad to have you on the radio with us this morning and to have this conversation. Um, yes. We are in the season of Lent now. It began February 14th with Ash Wednesday. It's going through March 28th. And I was sharing with our uh, listeners this morning, and I know we've talked with you about, uh, about this before, Aaron, and I think I mentioned this to you when we talked before. I did not grow up in a church that observed Lent at all, and I know there are many of our listeners who do, and just as many who don't observe Lent. Um, I always saw this as, and I, I think you've mentioned this also in your, your book, The Good of Giving Up. It's in, in my view, that was always a high church practice, and it was something that I didn't really understand, but as I've gotten older in my walk with Christ, I've begun to see the value in this and I, the beauty in it. And for those that don't really understand what Lent is about and 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 why this is worth observing. Can you just share a little bit about that? Can we start there? Yes. You know, in short, Lent is a season. It's a spiritual season that prepares us for the joys of Easter Sunday. It also prepares us for more of Jesus. So, you know, one of the things that Lent does is it gives us a short burst of time to take on three embodied spiritual practices prayer, fasting, and financial generosity, otherwise known as almsgiving, um, not as an end in themselves or a way to impress God, but as a way to grow closer to Christ and his church and really make space for more of the resurrection power of Jesus and the work of the Holy Spirit. How do we prepare ourselves, Aaron, going into this season? And maybe, you know, I mean, we just started... February 14th, and for anyone who's listening that maybe has never observed Lent before, um, how would they prepare their hearts to even even get started now observing? Because I'm, I don't want anyone to walk into this and just go through the motions. I would want them to get mm. the most out of this and growing closer yes. to Christ and not do things by rote. Right, yes. You know, one common question that people start with, uh, which I, th I don't think is helpful, is the question of, hey, what should I give up this year? It's Lent. Mm -hmm. I think a much better question than that, uh, which, which really does help prepare the heart, is what is Christ's invitation to me right now? What is he calling me uh, to, uh, to, to take on in my soul? Or what is he, uh, what invitation is he, is he giving me? As you see Jesus always giving invitations in the Gospels, uh, to you know, to Peter, hey, feed my sheep, or um, to Zacchaeus, come on down from that tree. I want to come to your house today. What's Jesus's invitation to you? And I think what we can find with an open Bible and an open heart is that you know our Lord will give us a gentle invitation to something specific, 
that is it's more than the spiritual practices we're taking on maybe it's deeper self-control or maybe it is uh you know a way of wisdom that he wants us to walk in it could be that he wants us to lay aside anger and just ask him for a specific invitation and then let those three embodied practices along with you know the journey that you're walking with your local church and your small group etc all sort of be a way of saying yes to Jesus this Lent. I'm curious because uh, I'm just thinking, you know, mm-hmm. we've, we've heard so much um, in the last, I don't know, three to five years about young people. Uh, we, we've got a regular segment here on Moody Radio, Aaron. It's a biblical worldview question of the week segment, mm-hmm. and it, fo- it mainly focuses on helping um, younger people, high school through early college age, learn how yes. to stand firm in their faith so that, you know, when mm-hmm. they, they leave high school and go on to college, as they're challenged in their faith, as too many of them walk away from it. And yes. it's, it's focused on helping them to stand firm so that they don't walk away. And I'm, I'm curious, because it seems that uh, that age group really does want truth. They want, yes. they, they want to engage in such a deeper and more meaningful way. And I'm, I'm curious how we can use Lent and the, mm-hmm. the disciplines of this season to in, help them engage, uh, I guess, yes. and maybe use it as a, a, a time to I, – I, I know what I'm trying to say here. I'm having struggle yeah. wording it. Yeah. I, I guess to use it as an evangelism tool, but yes. that sounds kind of – trite hmm. way to, to, to use this season. I, I think you, you know what I'm driving at, and I'm not doing Absolutely. a good job of it. Oh, no, you're, you're doing a great job of it. And I, you know, one thing that um, I, I see is that sometimes you know, the younger generation wants to try something before they buy it. Yeah. <laughs> they want to, you know, as well as they're looking for something that's real. They're really not interested in, uh, in something that is, um, you know, fake or, or lying to them. Um, and one of the things that, you know, the Christian faith offers is, hey, there's a way for you to exercise not just your mind, but your body and uh, your relationships and your heart. And this is good for you. And so um, there are some people who they need to experience the power of spiritual practices like Lent. And, mm-hmm. you know, walking into a community that's practicing it, that's pretty powerful. Um and also, I think, too, you know, this is a way for us to prepare the next generation with a measure of discipline and even of toughness that, um, you know, the world is going to challenge our faith. We are, like Jesus, going to be tested in our own wilderness. And so, well, let's, let's as Jesus did, really prepare for that test with um, – these embodied practices, as well as, you know, as you were talking about Psalm 103, let's take in the Word of God, and let's prepare for those difficult conversations. Um, So I think, yeah, we really serve the next generation best evangelistically, as well as, you know, in terms of discipleship, by really challenging them uh, to to, uh, step up their engagement with with the Lord and, and give them an opportunity to see firsthand taste and see that the Lord is good, mm-hmm. even when it's tougher practices. Yeah. I wanted to um, dig a little bit deeper into each of those, mm-hmm. uh, the, the three disciplines you mentioned, and let's start with 
prayer if we could, because I know that people in our world today, they are busy, we're on the run, we're stressed out, we do hit and run prayers all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, as we're going through the Lenten season, and you know, the whole idea is, is let's, let's slow down and let's really engage. I think we've mentioned that word probably five or six times already in our short conversation. Um, as you're slowing down, and especially, you know, as you mentioned, training our kids and helping them to engage younger people, walk us through, just walk us through a Lenten prayer. How, how do we engage more deeply that way? I know some people really struggle with prayer. They don't know mm-hmm. what to say. It's, it's just like sitting down, God, I'm here again. I don't know what to say, but I'm yes. here. Right. Yes. I, what I, and I love that posture, too. I mean, that's an outstanding posture because it's honest. And most of us are so, you know, we're polite. Someone said, I was reading a commentary that the author says, you know, we've got to stop praying like bureaucrats seeking a permit and um, begin to pray more like children crying Mm -hmm. in the night. And I think that Lent for me is a time of upping my honesty in prayer and just just beginning with my need uh, for God and the longings of my heart, my frustrations and um, and so one of the things that we can do in Lent is just to cry out the name of Jesus and say, you know, I just need you and um, begin with that sense of desperation. And this is where, say, we're exercising financial generosity. That's going to leave us in a place of, of, of greater need for God. Um, fasting from food, that's going to maybe <laughs> decrease our physical energy and leave us a little crankier. Well, that that'll make our prayers a little bit more honest too. But all that to say, we're we're really letting go of control, and we're saying, Holy Spirit, do something that Jesus wants to do. You're in charge. I'm not in charge. Um, so one of the things that I would encourage listeners to do, if they're interested in taking their prayer life deeper in Lent, just grab a piece of paper or a three by five card, and write down, you know, what's one thing that you would love to see God do in your life. What's a problem that you cannot solve? What's a person in your life that you are asking God to move in their, in their life, maybe in your family or, or a neighbor? Um, and just keep that in your Bible and watch God work. Um, and, uh, you know, Psalms like Psalm 103, you could spend the whole season of Lent letting that shape your prayers. Um, there's no one size fits all, but... I think the heart of it is that, you know, our Lord wants to meet with us. He's waiting for us. Um, he has it on his calendar. And so we can, we can have it on ours and, and, and be with our Father who, who is in secret. Talk a little bit more, too, if you would, about fasting with prayer and, and connect that for us. Because you've said in your book, this is not a hunger strike. There is a purpose to it. Anybody can skip a meal. But mm-hmm. there is purpose to fasting, and um, this is this, like I said, does have a deeper purpose. And we are mm-hmm. to be thoughtful in this, and this is to create a deeper awareness. Share a little bit more about fasting and how we go about that. How are we mm-hmm. to be mindful and purposeful in our fasting? Yes. Well, the the you know one of the things that we do when we fast is we are telling our appetite and telling our stomach, hey, you're not the Lord of my life. Um, 
you are underneath the Lord of my life. And so we're also making space um, and, you know, training uh, ourselves to hunger for God more. So one person said that fasting is like a concrete way of experiencing hunger for God. Um, And there's a couple different ways to do this practically. So one is to, uh, to go without eating. I mean, that's essentially what fasting is. The way that you can do that, though, is, um, you know, you might still be, of course, drinking liquids, maybe mm-hmm. water, coffee, chicken broth, etc. Um, and um, you're skipping one meal, sometimes two meals. You can go a, a, almost a 24-hour period by going from dinner the night before. You eat dinner the night before, and then the next day um, going without food for breakfast, for lunch, and then breaking your fast over dinner. Um, that's one way of doing it. Other people go longer. I would say if you're just beginning, um, try reducing what you eat in a day. Again, it's it's not for health purposes, uh, although you do want to pay attention to your health. It really is for um, for spiritual purposes to, to grow closer to Christ. And then there's other um, things that you can fast from for the whole season as well. And that's a kind of a different take on it, which is that, hey, you know, I actually want to um, completely cut alcohol out of my life, or I want to cut, um, you know, sugary sweets out of my life for the season of Lent. And um, maybe there's something that uh, uh, has taken too much of a hold of us in our life that could go even go beyond food. So um, it, it might be that the way we engage with social media changes, or the way that we engage with, with movies, TV, um, uh, you know, internet usage that we are, we're going to seek ways of greatly reducing something that has taken too much of a hold of our habits. And, you know, it's just that filler that's, that's elbowing out the presence of God. Mm-hmm. That might be another way that we, that we fast. And what about almsgiving? Because I, I know we need to be mindful. We want to grow a heart of compassion through that because mm-hmm. anybody can hand over a fistful of change. Anybody can write yes. a check and then just walk yes. away and not think twice. And I don't think that is the purpose of almsgiving. That's right. Yeah, it's 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 the purpose of almsgiving really is even though it does involve our money. Um, in, in some ways, our money is a is a type of first fruits, or it's 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 helping us begin to pay attention to and engage lovingly with our neighbors. Uh, especially those that we would otherwise never see. So we are, I think, in our world, our most valuable gift really is our attention. And it's been, you know, it's been monetized. And also, we've got all these things to do. But one of the most uh, loving things that we can do is to join Jesus in noticing and paying attention to the areas of our community uh, that are um, neglected Um, and not just impoverished financially, but impoverished in some of the deeper ways of um, relationship and, um, and, and hope. And so we are bringing that with us, as it were. We're offering what Jesus has given us to give away. Um, this can also be something that you practice with your small group, that you practice with your church. Each year our church gives a financial gift in uh, Holy Week uh, to missions that is also meeting practical needs around the world. One year we gave uh, to uh, an organization that was helping women who had been through 
uh, they had been trafficked by uh, ISIS, and we pitched in and got uh, you know an ultrasound machine for them so that they could you know, provide medical attention as well as trauma care for some of these women. Um, so there's you know there's plenty of need in the world, and um, one of the ways the Lord softens our hearts as well as changes our hearts is when we when we give financially and even more so give our love. You know, I think sometimes we can get so busy, even as the church heir, and this is just my opinion, this is just me, Kelly, speaking, and I don't know, you know, necessarily that any of you listening are going to agree with me, but this is just me, and I would love to hear your your thoughts on it. Um, Sometimes, as the church, we can become so caught up in the busyness of what we are doing that um, if we're not careful, we can, in our efforts, look every bit as much uh, as the world looks in its busyness, and yes. um, we need to slow down. And I think we talk sometimes, and I, you know, I've had these conversations within my own small groups in different churches that I've belonged to. We we talk with uh, longing and enthusiasm about the first church. When you you go back and you read the Book of Acts and how exciting that was when the church developed and came together. And you talk about, um, you know, the benefits of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving as we recognize the Lenten season. And that's, that's what the Lenten season makes me think of. And I'm thinking if the church practiced it together, that would feel very much like the first church. And that's very exciting to me. That sounds like it would be so fulfilling for the church to practice um, Lenten season to do these practices through the Lenten season together. Talk a little bit about what it would be like for the whole church or families to do this together, because to me that that sounds like something that my spirit has been longing for for so long yes. to yes. slow down. Yes, yes, that's right. I mean, um, I I think that um, we are conditioned to rush to hurry and also prioritize the individual goals over the common goals just in our culture that's just in the water that's in the um that that's that's in the habits that we share and so this is a season where we can go all right like i have my individual goals and i'm actually i'm going to surrender those for something greater that i cannot get alone which is which is christ as well as um, his beautiful bride. And so um, there's, a, there's a way in which, so as a pastor of a church that practices Lent, I can tell you that it's always messy. It's always uneven. Some people are, are really into it and others are, are skeptical or others are, you know, they're dipping their toe in the water, but they're still, you know, they're not at a place where they can fully dive in. And a lot of the um, sort of the day-to-day experience of Lent is for the most part pretty mundane, kind of even, you could even call it boring. Um, but over the weeks, what happens is there is a greater sense of, of, of crescendo, especially as we get closer to Holy Week, that, hey, we've been walking this journey with our Lord and we're preparing for Him. And now we have a way to, to really engage with that final intense week of His life and uh, we, are, we are experiencing his story together. We're living his story together. And um, the, I think the exciting part comes uh, on Easter Sunday when mm-hmm. we are really, you know, we're just celebrating all that he did. Um, but that, that excitement, to your point, really is preceded by that slowing down and the, um, 
the, the time for silence, the time for prayer, the time for confession of sin, uh, the time for, you know, uh, <laughs> for headaches and for, um, and for hopes, for, um, you know, confessing our sins as well as, as well as confessing our hopes. And, um, and so I would say that it's a big, messy um, mixture of, um, you know, uh, of, uh, of feeling mundane as well as seeing the Spirit move. It's like the reset that we long for, and it's there for us, but we don't yes. take advantage of. You know? <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Aaron, we have uh, bumped up against our time, and we're going to have to let you go in just a second here. But before we do, you got any words of uh, encouragement you'd like to share with our, our listening audience in this season of Lent as we're headed toward Easter, which, by the way, is that is Resurrection Sunday is my most favorite day of the year, bar none. It's just mm. the newness of life, this, this whole season leading up to that one pivotal day I look forward to. Yes, yes. Uh, I love that enthusiasm, Kelly. Uh, and I just, I think my encouragement to listeners would be this. If you don't feel ready, if you feel like you're an absolute mess, um, or if you feel even spiritually dead inside, that is the perfect place to start. You know, the most important word for you going forward is just begin. Um, just say yes to Jesus and, you know, ask him to, to lead you and draw you close this year. Um, Jesus is uh, for you. He's been, he's been calling your name. And so even if you don't feel ready, just say yes to him, and he will give you much more than you can even ask or imagine um, in this moment. That is so true. That is so true. He is so good. Uh, we've been talking with Aaron Damiani, lead pastor of Emmanuel Anglican Church in Chicago. He is author of the book, The Good of Giving Up, Discovering the Freedom of Lent. You'll also find uh, his other title, Earth Filled with Heaven, both available at moodybooks.org. If you'd like more information, that's where you can go. You can also text us for more information at 800-969-9467. Aaron, it has been a joy to talk with you. Thanks for connecting with us this morning. Thank you so much for making time, and uh, God bless you this Lent, Kelly. You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the Word to Life.